Get ready for your weekly dose of tips, tactics, and insights on how to turbocharge your marketing. You are listening to Smart Marketing with your hosts, Justin Lester and Jason Bagley. What up, Jason? How's it, Justin? You all? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Cool. So today we're going to be talking about why you need to create an ideal client profile now. And I just want to preface this before we go into all the details about an ideal client and what that looks like for your business and some ideas to think about. But I think the key to the reason why you're wanting to have an ideal client is because, look, we're all trying to grow our businesses, okay? And when you take on, you, and trust me, we've all seen this, when you take on bad clients or clients that don't actually, that don't fit with what you do, they might fill a quick cash flow gap in your business, but ultimately they start breaking down maybe some of your processes in your business. They might start upsetting your staff. There's a whole bunch of reasons for not taking on clients that don't fit your business and not being an ideal client. And I think that's the part to why you need to outline. There's a whole bunch of criteria that you can think about in your business. We're going to go through those now. But why you should have one is so that when clients, potential clients are coming to you, you're almost interviewing them so that you know you can, off the back of these amazing clients, you're going to deliver them results and they're going to help you grow your business. And I think it's those two points that are key to this. So Justin, kick it off with some ideas, some of the things people should look at. Sure. So one of the things that we look at is obviously budget. You know, clients have to provide us with a specific budget. You know, we're in the B2B space. So there's a, you know, we need to know a range. You know, are we talking hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Because... In order for us to quote, we come up with customized solutions. We could be quoting, you know, to the end of days here. Yeah. Um, so budget's really, really important. Cool. Um, so on our side, we don't actually. Most of the times when we're approaching clients or clients are coming to us, they don't actually. They aren't actually doing any outbound lead gen or cold emails or anything like that. So they don't have budget specific for us. But what we then use is something to think about is monthly revenue. So I ask that question up front. Well, how much money are you currently making? And that often determines quickly if I can pick out, oh, they'll, they'll be able to find money for what we're doing versus, well, they're making literally no money now. There's no ways they could even afford to pay us anything. They can't even afford to pay themselves mm. type of thing. And so that's an option outside of budget. You could think about the size of businesses that you're trying to work with. What do they look from a monthly revenue or annual revenue basis? And that's something also to think about. Sure. The other thing that we look at is also what is their business model? How scalable are they? That's you true. know, asking them questions about, well, how many people do you have in your sales team? Or, mm. you know, if you're an e-commerce business, like what is the potential number of sales you can take on? Because we're in, one of the things we do is that we increase our clients lead generation online revenue, right? Yeah. If the last thing we want is to do a fantastic job for our clients and then the next thing they can't handle the influx of, of leads. Exactly. Um, and they can't do it and they have to stop because, I mean, how many times have we had a situation where clients have said, oh, we can't take on any more work, please can we stop? And, you know, we're looking at long-term partnerships and wanting yeah. to scale with, with these companies. So we have to make sure that they've got the capacity for, for growth as well. Very true. Uh, another one is like trust. So do they, does it look like the client or potential client uh, trusts you, trusts your process? Sort of once you've gone through everything, they understand what you do, how you're going to go about doing it. Are they highly skeptical uh, about things? Are they asking you all these like really questions? They're like, and you can see almost they're like, mm, they're not too fond of some of the things that you're going to be doing. And especially we've seen that once or twice with clients where they're like, 
oh, so you're going to be sending emails on our behalf. I'm not too sure about that. So, like, and they get very, very like skeptical about the whole thing, even though obviously we've, we've provided results to other clients and we've got a good track record. You have to be wary about that after you know we've explained everything. Are they then understanding or they're like still skeptical? And I think that then doesn't help, obviously, if you, they become a client going forward. So that's something we do We do look at. I think you do something similar, hey, Justin? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we have a very specific process and clients seem to trust our process because it, it's the consistency of our process that uh, the results are hinged in, right? Got you. So uh, we can't work the way the client necessarily wants. We've got to work the way we want because that's what's going to deliver the results. Cool. The other things is also, you know, the, the size of their company. Uh, you, you need to also understand what, what, what company size you work with. You know, if you're also, just from a marketing perspective, if you want to use a LinkedIn campaign and target the company, you know that people that can't aff- can only afford your services, the likelihood is that maybe it's, you know, the, the company size is one to five people. Uh, you're not going to target that from a, a LinkedIn perspective. So it's also really good to understand the company size. So ask the question. Yeah, totally. Um, another thing for us, obviously, is talked a little about scalability, but I think also from a fact of, geolocation side of things so also for us we go well are they fishing in a how big is the pool that they're wanting to fish in right are they only trying to target businesses like in the cape town cbd as an example to me that's not a very scalable business on on our side and so we wouldn't be able to help them for longer than one two maybe three months at best because there is only so many like businesses we can help them find um and so that also becomes a scalability thing so that's from a geolocation point of view and, and then there's another one which is you know just them not being nice people like <laughs> the, the, the thing is we've had this in the past where you know it's a great client in terms of you know they got lots of money to spend but they're just yeah they're just mean and they're you know what that ends up happening is it spills over to your to your staff and they yes. get upset and then how does that have a, an impact on your business? You know, we want to personally work with great, awesome companies, ambitious companies. Mm. We don't want to work with, yeah. you know, we've I've, like, and, and just an experience here on that, I've lost a staff member in the past based on one or two of our, or one of our clients just being not nice. Mm. We use more expletives other than yeah. that. But like they, they're working on that person's account and they're just not great people to work with. And actually I'm losing some of my better staff just because I'm, you know, bowing down to this client just because they've got a large budget yeah so that's something obviously also to consider when you're chatting to them in the early stages sure and and again because we're in digital i think it's also clients having unrealistic expectations you know true i think it's important to if if a client's already asking you you know are we going to get results in one month two months then already you've got some alarm bells going off because they don't appreciate the the long-term approach that mm. uh, we need to have with digital in order for you to to achieve the the best results. Yeah. So yeah. So I think that's that's also why all these things will come together essentially to make sure that you're building long-term partnership with your clients. Mm. Because if you're always looking for the short term and trying to fill the stop gaps, as Jason said, it's just going to come back and bite you. You know, mm. it costs more money to uh, acquire new customers than it is to keep your existing ones. So look exactly. at focusing on that. You know, if you take all your customers right now and you say, okay, well, what is the average time I keep those customers? Take that number and double it. What would that do for your business? Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. I think that's uh, probably a good way to wrap up for, uh, for yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. And I think one I think one last thing, I think a lot of people have that, let's say you don't have an ideal client uh, profile, you've put something half together and it's not really working. Just 
I think the easiest place to start is go look at your current clients and go look at some of your favorite clients in that list and build the profile around that and see if there are, and that's where you can start by looking like, can I go out and find more of those type of clients? Mm. That's always like a good starting point for this. And then from there, refine that process as you go. And I think that's what's going to help you. I've seen it with us definitely when now that we've got this idea of client profile, that we're seeing longer term, more sustainable growth versus those little stopgap cash flow plug type of clients that don't really actually grow your business. They're just there to, you know, fill those little gaps. Cool. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You know what to do. Review, rate, subscribe. Five stars. Five, five stars. Like five stars. Uh, on any podcast platform that you're uh, using. And we shall see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Smart Marketing. Be sure to review, rate, and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest marketing tips, insights, and tactics to help make your marketing a success.